0: scared scared (laughs) don't need to be scared you just need to dance
1: (laughs) that's how we do here (laughs) welcome Business Geeks to the Business Geeks Podcast and Entrepreneurial Show, where three friends geek out loud and proud on everybody's business. I'm Super Joe Pardo of SuperJoePardo.com and IndiePodcasters.com. I'm joined by my two wonderful co hosts, Jennifer Crawford, the co founder of Sparent.co, and Samantha Riley of SamanthaRiley.global. And this week we are talking about do you really need to create valuable, quality content to get people to book with you, to ride with you, to die with you. Oh, to, uh, what? Hey. <laughs> oh uh, we have uh, somebody screaming in the background. We'll find out. We'll find out. There's, a, there's definitely some opinions here and there is an article to go with it. So before I do that, I was asking Jen about her bed. Her bed from that we were talking about last week was a great experience yet or not. And apparently she doesn't, you don't have it yet.
2: I don't. I don't have it. I I for yeah. Although one of the things is not in stock. That comes with the bed. It's the mattress cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a whole package you could buy. It was like a weighted blanket, pillows, you know, sheets, all the stuff. So we just went ahead and bought like the package that they recommended. And so apparently and, the the mattress cover. And don't ask why I might need one. I just think everyone needs a mattress cover. I think I'm with you on that one. Thank yes. you. And anyway, they didn't have it in stock, so. That's all I know. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. Good morning.
1: morning. Yeah. So so they don't you know when you're getting this bed?
2: I don't. I don't. Uh. I don't. It's, it's all it's coming in different pieces because I got the adjustable frame, that's one thing, and the mattress. And I think the adjustable frame's coming last.
1: Of course. So you can sleep on the floor. Because that's you know, and then you gotta put the whole thing together? Like they're yeah, not but, even gonna come. Oh. no.
2: After we purchased it, we realized there was a white glove option where they'll come and put it together, but we're trying to fit it on our existing bed. I have this bed that I love because it's really high up, like a princess bed. (laughs) It's like really high up and like a stair step to get into it. And I want to try to make it work with that bed. So I didn't I just figured we'd just have to do that ourselves. Is it
1: a stair step because of your height or because of normal people's height?
2: Well I'm average height, Joe. Are you average height? Really? Oh then I guess I'm just really that (laughs) tall. Thank you very much. So a five four, the average height does, of a female does
1: Thor need the step to get it, I guess is the No, question. of course not.
2: He's six foot four. So he, yeah,
1: he's taller than me.
2: That wasn't that's not a problem for him. So
0: <laughs> <sighs> hey, hang on, I need to hear more about this white glove option. I've never heard of a white glove
2: option. And well, you've never whoa, heard of this white glove wow. option. No. no.
0: Do you know like, the- I'm assuming I know
2: like it's like a butler kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know, you tell me.
1: <laughs> well,
2: typically a white glove option means is talked about like with something that's being delivered that needs assembly. So ah. like a white glove option is often offered with furniture where they'll come in and they'll put it together or set it up and then take away, you know, like they would take away the old mattress or um, oh, that's
0: so cool. So, mm-hmm. in Australia, we just call it the assembly option. It's so boring here. <laughs> <laughs> no, John, just call it good service, good customer service.
1: So, that's the one boring thing about Australia. I was trying to figure it out.
0: Like, there you go. Was, now you know what, what it thing. is, Joe. Everything else is really <laughs> exciting, but we don't have a white glove option.
1: <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, yesterday, I was pulling one of my, sh- my running shirts and I had like sweat on it and I looked down and I'm like, there's Australia and I showed it to Melissa and to Ava and they're like, Oh yeah, it is. How about that?
2: <laughs> so are oh, in the shape of continents now. Yes. Uh, yes. Sweat droplets in the, in the shape
1: of continents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a special talent. But I can tell you it is not
0: warm here at the moment. You would not be sweating. We have just had some crazy Antarctic freeze and it's actually snowing in Australia. <sighs> Hello, twenty twenty. Still wait, here?
1: Snowing in twenty twenty. That's insane. right.
0: Yeah. Well, twenty twenty. Right. We had fire, bushfires, and then we have snow. Twenty twenty. Hey, 2020. hey, hey 2020. Ava. Hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Can I
1: have it? Can I have
0: it?
1: Can you have Can what? On the, head- the headphones. All right.
0: Oh, hi. today's special guest is Ava Pardo. That's Welcome great. to the show, Ava.
1: Are you going to answer? Hi.
0: Oh, oh hi. <laughs>
1: <Come on. laughs> We've been
0: there. We've
2: done that. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Okay.
0: Say bye. I um, keep saying.
1: Saying hi <laughs> over, and over and over again.
2: Tim Gillette is in the house. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. How, how you doing? Our Unexpected Toddler segment. Just bear with us here. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, yes. It, it is Ava. Well, well, let,
2: let, let, it's a family show.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. We, there's no cursing here. It's I don't uh, I don't know
2: why. Nobody asked me about that. <laughs> Are you a cursor, Jen? I, no, I don't think I'm an... I no, I you curse didn't strike me so, as someone like that. But sometimes it's needed. Yes. Oh, I'm with you on that one. Sometimes it's needed and it's authentic yeah. and it's a nice punctuation mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, it I love is. it. Anyway, uh, so this, this week we're supposed to be talking about creating valuable content for your audience or not. Just getting a mm. dumpster, throwing the content in there, lighting it on fire and serving it up with the white gloves on <laughs> our audience. Sam, this is your topic that you wanted to bring to the table this week. It is. It is. Apparently, you feel that you don't need to deliver any valuable content. It seems really controversial for a bunch of content creators. No, no,
0: no, no. You've decided that I'm on the other side of the fence, Joe. I I am definitely not on that side of the fence. Oh,
1: okay. okay, No.
0: So, I was on LinkedIn. And this popped up. It says, do you really need to create valuable content? I say no. And I was like, what? Because oh, Sam, I thought you said, I thought, I, I said, know. Know. You see, I I, no. See? <laughs> I,
1: I, me and Jen are on the same page for one. But
0: so you both were thinking, oh my goodness. Nothing. Sam's lost her mind, weren't you? Yes.
1: No, yes,
0: I, I have not lost my mind. However, I think that the person who wrote this may have maybe taking some people down the wrong path. And I think that it's a dangerous path because content marketing is attraction marketing. So the gist of the article was we don't, and <laughs> please, I don't believe this. The, the gist of the article was that we create content for ourselves to fill our cup, to excite us, to be creative. We don't create content for our audience. <laughs> really, really? I just think that's a really narcissistic view.
1: Yeah. Well, I, so when I first when I first read it, first off, I was like, "What is Sam thinking?" Right. But then <laughs> I was thinking, like, "Well, maybe she's on to something. Maybe you don't need to create valuable content as long as you're creating content that's coming up in the search engines, that's getting found, and people are clicking on it."
0: Hmm. But we use content to create an audience, to attract our tribe. Like I said, content marketing is attraction marketing. I mean, I've taken, that's the heading. What she's, I believe what she's trying to say is that we do need to take a stand, that we do need to put our personality into it. I'm very much about sharing personal stories to get a point across. I'm very much about that. And you know, we connect with our audience through shared identity. So, you know, we shared beliefs, shared values, you know, we want to create this tribe that really stands for something and agrees with what we're talking about. I just think that maybe she might've gone a little bit over the fence.
2: I have to say, I am, you know, I did not hate any of this article. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I think it was Henry Ford that said, if he had listened to his customers slash you know his audience they would have had him you know not make a car but make a faster horse so i kind of think this is the angle where she's coming from like where you're like as a leader in an industry or your business you need to create content with a point of view and a mission and a drive driven by the ethos of your business not be beholden to your audience, which can be fickle and could potentially like you one day and then go in a different direction the other day. Uh-huh, when you, uh-huh. stay, you know, you want to stay sort of, you know, focused. So I think she's just saying it can be really draining and it could even make you less, you know, in terms of attraction marketing, really confuse your brand, drain your creativity, confuse your loyal audience. That's kind of where I was coming from. And. You know, but also, you know, we all have different types of businesses and, you know, creating content, I don't want to discount it. It is valuable. But if you're like a solopreneur and you're weighing where your money's coming from, I mean, the real attraction marketing comes from the no like trust factor, you know, Mm -hmm. that trifecta. And to me, you don't get that with writing a blog post or creating a lead magnet. I think you get that by being on um visibility platforms, you know, having books and being a podcast and doing events and getting out in front of people and and communicating directly with them more than sort of that two-dimensional marketing. I, I think it's all needed in an ideal world. You need that whole marketing ecosystem. But if you had to choose, you know, and you had to look at what really brings the money in, I don't think it's your content. I think you're really getting the money from getting out there in front of your audience, in person. I don't know. This is, I'm just thinking through this. I'm kind of thinking out loud, honestly. I could be totally wrong about everything. No, no, I, you know, I agree
0: with you. And when you actually dive into the article, there there is lots in the article that I agree with. I do agree that we do need to share ourselves more authentically to get that no like, and trust factor. However, for, you know, for many of us, that are trying to be the thought leaders in our industry to really show up as the expert, the standout expert, just sharing stories about eating fairy floss and, you know, (laughs) going for drives with the family, just sharing that because that's what we want to share, I don't think is a great way to build the correct audience.
2: I'm just looking at our latest comment, which is, not what? I think we just got our. I think we know we made I, it because oh my goodness, we just got our first spammer. Thanks, Elman.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
2: Uh-huh. Wow, um, how spammer? Huh? I don't have herpes, I- but a, a tremendous number of people in our population do. So then maybe this is helpful. I, you know, it made me think of it made me think of a point, and I've totally totally lost it. So that's great. It's great. I'm batting a thousand over here. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> that was distracting. (laughs) That was distracting. Well, we've heard, oh, this is what I wanted to discuss with you guys. And this is more of like me just noodling things through than an opinion. So we use the word audience, right? Everyone's using Mm -hmm. the word audience. Mm -hmm. I'm more concerned with like customers. (laughs) Like Uh your customer can be your audience, but your audience is not necessarily your customer. So again, in terms of you know, sliding into a leadership role and in your business, I think it's, you know, you really have got to talk to your customers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be talking to you. And I think this is the big part
0: of what I took out of this article, that – And and I agree with you with audience because audience also has that connotation that they're all sitting there and watching you and it shouldn't be like that. It should be a group of people. I know that a lot of people don't use the like the word tribe but, you know, people that are sort of bandied around as, as, you know, a group of people that all stand for something and that you can have an audience of people that love what you share because of these funny stories but they're never going to buy from you. And Mm -hmm. if you don't share your topic, the topic that people pay you for, then it's not the right audience. And this is where I think that the problem can come. Mm, That's a good point. so, so, you know, that is a good point. So where is that balance between sharing the stories of no like, and trust, but also making sure that we get our content out so that people know what it is we do? Because okay, let me ask you guys, have you ever followed someone on social media that share really cool posts and you still have no idea what they do? Yeah, of course. Yes. Right? It happens all the time. Those people are probably creating content that they want to create. And not creating valuable content to
2: attract paying customers. Yeah, it's you know it's frustrating because you know I think a lot of people are familiar with you know Gary Vaynerchuk and he had a best-selling book you know Jab 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 Right Hook where it was um, the whole theory was give 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 ask right so give c- valuable content give value give 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 and then when the day comes that you have something to sell you've essentially primed your audience and they're they're going to by that time trust your your knowledge and are going to be more likely to buy from you. And it's not that I disagree with it, but it's such a long game. Oh, and it is a
0: definitely a long and game. I don't
2: necessarily, and I'm I'm a slow business person. I believe in a slow business, but I don't necessarily think it has to be that long of a game. I think there's just other ways you can get in front of your audience that are quicker and more effective. And I think you need to, you know, you need to weigh the effectiveness um, no, yeah. the
0: interesting thing about Gary Vaynerchuk, you've brought him up, is the content that he creates is not aimed at the people that pay him. Right. Because the people that yeah. pay him are the big corporates what? with big budgets, and that's not who he's aiming his content at. So, Gary's a little bit different, I'm I believe. A little bit. A lot lot of <laughs> And I think
1: a lot of people yeah. take it as like a breadcrumb trail of like how to find success and... Uh, yeah. it's not necessarily that way. You know, I was watching Ryan Savant. Savant, Savant, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's a real estate agent in New York and L.A. And he was, you know, he started vlogging like a year ago, and he's already had like a million followers. And he's like, it changed everything because then I started selling my real like million dollar properties, multi million dollar properties over Facetime. <laughs> Because people saw, you know, the video, the, these awesome vlogs. That he was—he really wasn't putting them together. He had—he was paying somebody else to put them together for him. And they were like, oh, you know, a friend of a friend's daughter was like, I want to buy this $28 million property and I want you to sell it to me because, like, you're the guy on, you know, YouTube doing the multi-million dollar property thing. So it's not that you can't carve it out. But his whole thing was, he was talking, he's like, my whole thing is, is I wanted to connect with tomorrow's buyers you know 10 years from now the people that uh-huh. are watching youtube right now that are like 20 years old or 19 years old 10 years from now when they're when they're killing it and they're getting their money and they want to buy a million dollar property or 5 million dollar property they're going to call me
2: mhm mhm well, I, I think need- that's really cool i mean it's cool it's like you know nothing wrong with having a full pipeline you know, right. But I mean it's not it's not for free for him to do
1: that either, right? No, he's spending sorry. his time building his business. Somebody else I mean, he's yeah, he's recording the videos and it's stuff, but somebody today. else is doing that, that part. Yeah,
2: he's still getting but he still has to be getting business today, too. You can't wait right. ten years to pay your bills. Well, I mean,
1: some in some cases he is getting business from it today, but the original goal was that ten years from now, fifteen years from now, he'll wait. have this huge pipeline of people that aspire to buy multimillion dollar properties.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the jab, 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 right hook that you mentioned before, Jen. The right hook is that we need to get the sales now. And I think that a lot of people get caught in just the content marketing, which is just the jab, 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 jab. You know, I talk about it with my clients all the time. You would know this, Joe. You've heard me ram it down <laughs> every Wednesday when we do our trainings. I really get on top of this, don't I? Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. I do because we're creating content, but you have to ask for the sale. And that's where people miss it, that they're just jabbing all the time. And that's what you're talking about, Jen. But at the same time, there's people that just right hook all the time. And what do we do? We generally turn away. We're not interested. You know, when you're talking about yourself and your products all the time, then I'm not interested. But in saying that, they're probably attracting their right tribe.
2: Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't know, maybe pressure is, is, it's too strong of a term, but I think business owners do feel, you know, oh my gosh, I've got to be cranking out blog posts. I've got to be cranking out social media content. I've got to be doing this. I've got to be doing that. There is, and at least a lot of business owners that, you know, come to my business for help because they're overwhelmed. That's a lot of things that they're, they want taken off their plate or they've just neglected and they need, you know, they want somebody else to take it over. Mm-hmm. Consequently, I think you know, we see a lot of bad content. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people are, are jabbing out there, but the jab is you know, stinky, yeah, and, and gross.
0: However, here's where another like really tricky part of that is, Jen, yeah. is that if we don't keep putting out content, then we don't improve it, we don't put out better, confident, better content, and we don't get the confidence. To be able to improve our content, so it's actually a really vicious cycle because we talk about bad content, yeah. But sometimes you just got to wade through the mud to get to the it's to the stuff. other side. Yeah, you know, made, I look at my videos good. from ten years ago; they are horrific, <laughs> and I'm not even saying they're any good now, but they are better than they were ten years ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you're putting in those hours, putting in that time, getting
0: exactly, better. exactly. Yeah. And you know, we're here creating content every. What Monday is it? Monday and evening Tuesday- for you? Monday- <laughs> I'm just Monday looking at the time PM going. It's before breakfast here on Tuesday. <laughs> but Tuesday we're, we're showing up every week and we're, we're sharing our opinions.
2: Yeah, yes. for, for what it's worth. If you like opinionated people, you've come to the right <laughs> <place. Yeah. laughs> Here we are. <laughs>
1: Here we are. You know, I think that if you're trying to get started with it, I think, you know, I I talked about this actually today on the IndiePod Daily Show about consistency and like doing two things, right? One, getting the tech out of the way. So it's simple for you to create as possible. And then the other thing is, you know, setting a schedule that's somewhat realistic until you get into the flow to be like, oh, I can crank out more. But, But you know, sometimes you have to ask, does more necessarily matter? and doing micro things as sam has pointed out with her awesome content calendar that she gave me like two weeks ago you know it doesn't all have to be like oh post every every tuesday i'm gonna post about this and this and this and this and then then okay or it's a podcast episode or it's a video or whatever it is like you could also be doing like hey here's a question you know out to my audience on social media like that could be on wednesdays that doesn't have to take me you know, five hours of research mm. and an hour or two to write the post or write it all out. So, you know, there's things you can do to, like, still be relevant and still be posting, just not having to put out, like, okay, see this post that took me 10 hours, but I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then the day after, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. Like, that's, that's going to choke you to death. <laughs> like, yeah. especially if you're not really good at, at writing stuff. Like, and it takes you... Like, for me, like, I am a really slow writer. So, for me... It would take me forever to do it every single day, because mostly because I'm a slow reader. So like, I can write for days, but then I to go go back and read it. Oh well, you know, let somebody else do that. I can't. Uh, it would take me a day and a half to read it. So mm. you know, set yourself up for success in that sense. And and you know, I don't think that you know, I, I don't think that you have to like Gemma saying like that. You have to like, oh, you know, we had to put content out for five years before we'll get people. But there's also a, something to be said for the fact that like, if you're you know, just getting started and you don't really know exactly where you're headed or what you're, you know, where you want to focus in on yet, there's a a good video from Roberto Blake talking about like make 100 crappy videos where you just Mm, make 100 crappy videos. So not only are you getting used to like getting good at making video in general Mm -hmm. or posts or fill in the blank podcast, talking on the mic, writing, reading, all that stuff. But at least you're doing it. So you get in the habit, and you learn all the tricks, you know, the hacks to get it done faster. And then you know, start to figure out like, okay, well, what are people resonating with? What do I resonate with? And I think that going taking this all the way back around to our how do you say her name? Sashka.
0: Sashka. Sa- Sashka.
1: Sashka Regina. You know, I think to a certain extent, you do need to make content that that is self indulgent because you want to be able to keep making that content, right? Like you know i could make content about this one topic but you know great example 10 year 10 years ago no not 10 well yeah actually it probably was about 10 years ago i was told hey joe you should have a disney podcast cuz you you know you be jersey joe talking about disney and and all that and i'm like you know that sounds great but i feel like I'd, by the episode 10 i would get bored cuz like i don't live in orlando And Or even in California to go to Disneyland to, like, figure out what's going on and get updates and things of that nature. So, like, for me, by episode 10, I'd be bored and ready to, you know, check out. So, I didn't bother doing it. So, Mm. you know, as much as I kind of would have liked to in hindsight, because it would have given me that much sooner in the creation process of creating audio and all that, it probably – if I didn't have the right co-host, it probably wouldn't have worked out for me very long (laughs) because I would have gotten more (laughs) bored with it.
0: Yeah, totally. Look, I think that for me, there's actually quite a lot of really good content in this post. I think that the her clickbait of the title got me. So maybe it is good content after all. Um, But do I think you need to create valuable content for your audience? Yes, I do. That's the bit that I don't agree with. I think that your content does need to be valuable.
2: Well, it's funny if you go to her site, she's got a lot of content. She's got a podcast. She's got books. She's got, you know, blog posts. So, um, (laughs) but hopefully she's putting out content that she just feels good about. And that's maybe that's where she's coming from. In actual fact, I was on, this is where
0: I need to be honest. I was on Sashka's podcast and it was one of my favorite interviews ever. She's actually really cool, but I didn't want to lead off with that. (gasps) (laughs) She actually does have some great (laughs) content.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Her site's pretty impressive. And I, and she comes at it from, you know, I think she comes at her marketing business from the angle of she, you know, she wants to think outside the box. She wants to be a visionary. She wants to work with Uh visionaries. She wants to be a bit of a contrarian and... You know, I think in business, if you're, if you are a contrarian, I don't think that's a bad thing. I I hope it's not a bad thing because I tend to be the uh, contrarian. No, not you, Jen. (laughs) I don't believe it for a second. (laughs) I I like to take the other opinion. I don't know because I think there's, you know, too many formulaic things in the business world, you know, that people try to, you know, pass off as these success formulas. And, you know, we talked about a little bit about this, you know, before we got on and, you know, just because something worked for somebody once and made them rich doesn't mean it's going to work for, you know, hundreds of other people with totally different businesses and a different time and a different market with a different product, a different, you know, customer base. So anyway, I, I like her. I, I mean, I like her. I like yeah. that she came at, came at it like with a bold angle. And yeah, there's her site. She's, I mean, I'd like to hang out with her. I mean, yeah, I she's I'm very cool. looking for more friends, but I feel like, <laughs> like we're okay. Yeah, Hook yeah. you out there. I will. I will. And
0: I agree. You guys will get on very well. We need long. Yeah. Can, yeah.
1: Can I also say that I think it's real easy for us to, especially when we're just getting started and we're looking at like other people and how they're doing their content and start to try to dissect like, it's easy for us to forget that like those people already have a following. <laughs> so like, yeah, they might be talking about their kids or they might be talking about their like their personal life or they do like, oh, I'm going to do this personal vlog thing, take you on a trip or take you through my day. The fact that matters is the ones that are really successful with it already have that audience that care enough you know, to want to go deeper into that mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Not that there aren't like life bloggers and life bloggers out there and things of that nature, but usually those are really niched down too. like, oh, you know, like we see a lot of them here in the States and you might be seeing them too. like all the NBA players that are vlogging from the bubble down in Disney World. They all like all these different players from all these different teams are all like they're sharing their experience of life in the bubble inside mm-hmm. of Disney World while they play their NBA games. And it's you know so it's but the fact that it matters like yeah you're on the Lakers <laughs> so yeah of course of course there's people exactly. that really care about that <laughs> exactly Plus, you know, you're probably relatively rich the 14 and 15 year olds that are going to be watching it so like it's cool to them it doesn't matter to that those players if you watch it or not I mean you can you know eventually they'll monetize and then they'll get some kind of level of money out of it but depending on who they're speaking to but especially if they're speaking to like 14 year olds they probably aren't making a whole lot of money on it anyway mm. even at millions of views.
0: I think really at the end of the day, your content needs to be authentic. I'm not one for just creating content that this is my life. I had someone on a phone call the other day that said, you know, within 12 months, and this person is a startup. within 12 months he wants a film crew following him around like Gary Vee. And I'm like, why? Like who,
2: copycat. like why? Yeah, it's just like Gary Vee's taken. I don't know. It happens. The copycat syndrome is strong. I mean, I see it every day. I've seen it come through Sparant. I've seen clients come in that have clearly, you know, mimicked somebody. So yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's, I don't want to say it's wrong, but I'm just saying you're on dangerous Mm. territory.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where I was saying, it's got to be authentic to you because if that's what you want to do, that's completely fine. You'll get the audience probably that's aligned with you. So my opinion is because that's the way I do content. And you know what? At the end of the day,
2: it's only an opinion, one in a billion. That's right. Well, Sam, if I can say, and I'm biased, maybe I'm biased, <laughs> but I will say that no. you're, you do put out great content that I enjoy. Oh, thanks, Jen. And I've always thought that it was very, it was very authentic. And thanks, you're, Jen. You're very likable.
0: Oh, that's because you haven't met me in person. I could be
2: really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope so, because otherwise then you're just darn perfect. <laughs> you have to have a flaw or right? God, I hope you're annoying in person. I really do. I, I,
1: I do not subscribe to that theory.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> that you hope that she's annoying or that she is annoying?
1: No, that she that she is not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I've, I've personally experienced it.
0: So I, I, I have been very annoying to you, Joe, when I ask the questions. But why? Why? Why, yeah. Joe? And yes, you're like, I... you, and you do that. You're like. Oh.
1: <laughs> like, why? I know, I know, I know, but but I know where it's coming from, right? It's coming, exactly. coming from the heart, and that's it and that's the important part. At the end of the day, because I know that like if there's a reason for it, and I know why you're asking, because I just don't want to hear it. So <laughs> <why>. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: the good stuff, the stuff you don't want to hear is always the the good stuff,
1: and that's why yeah. I keep coming back. Speaking Another. of coming back, was there any last things to come back to on this topic, or did we want to learn where your lunch money is going this week, Sam? I almost called you Samantha.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I
1: looked at your name like right on the screen as I was... Oh,
0: I thought it was because my mum was watching the show and you were like channeling her because she calls me Samantha.
1: <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the screen.
0: Right there, yeah. It's on my fault. I'm just
1: reading what's in front of me.
0: No, I think that really it it is actually a really good article. I do suggest you read it. There's some really awesome stuff in there. I... The thing that I don't agree with is the title. I think that we do need to create valuable content so that we're known for what we do. And we don't want to just be known for doing TikTok videos unless we're a TikTok person. So just, that you know, might
1: not be a thing much. Longer
0: I, I, I'm
2: done all my stuff. So there's where I'm standing, <laughs> that good. side of the fence. <laughs> oh my. Gosh. If we have time, I have a grind my gears. Just, oh, I'm just putting it yeah, out. Oh, absolutely. We course, haven't had a ahead. grind my gears for a while, Jen. We're missing it. Well, it's very timely. So you may or may not be aware that Zoom had a massive global outage this morning. No, yeah. I was in bed. <laughs> it's big news, big news, people, big news. Uh, so Zoom was down for a majority of users, particularly on the East Coast of the United States, but also other countries were affected. They're back up. I think everything is pretty much back to normal now. But people, as you can imagine... Lost their minds, right? Because uh, for some people, it was the first week of school uh, was starting, and Zoom was the backbone of online, you know, classes. You know, people people have been conducting business, you know, through Zoom. I mean, it's really become the backbone of the pandemic. And I get it; it's inconvenient when Zoom is down. I had a, a closing call with a client scheduled, and we just moved it to Google Meets. I mean. It was not easy. that hot, right? It was probably in yeah. the
1: Google Calendar <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. It was
2: so easy. So it's no big deal. So the reason my gears are grinding is because I think Zoom has done an amazing job mm-hmm. of of being there for us during the pandemic, considering like... How much stress this business has been under to increase their security, like immediately, right now, do it now. We all need this. It all needs to be secure. It's user base, like just complete. I don't even know how, it, I mean, exponential growth almost overnight. And they have been a reliable platform. They also gifted their services to a lot of people during the worst of the pandemic and I don't know. People are just like, so like they get so incensed. I was reading the comments on like the outage tracker or whatever. And people are like, dump Zoom, do this. I'm canceling my, I'm canceling my subscription. I'm like, oh my gosh, give them a break. Like give them a little bit of a break. Like how much have you used them? And they're relatively inexpensive and think of all the value you've gotten from them, and they continue to improve the platform. They've improved security. They are, you know, continually add new features. So anyway, I'm my grind my gears is be nice to Zoom. I love Zoom. I have rely on it so much for my business. I'm so glad it's there. I think it's a great service. And you know what? They went down. They had a little an issue. I mean, I, I don't expect them to be up hundred percent of the time. I mean, I would guess that occasionally they're going to have some technical difficulty at some point because everybody does. Exactly. And they're very stressed right now. I'm sure like just stressed with, you know, the number of users. And yes, yes, they're benefiting financially from these number of users. I get it, but they're a business, but yeah, they're a business, but I challenge any business out there to quadruple your sales overnight and see how how it would affect your business and if you could handle that that amount of growth in such a short period of time. I bet most businesses couldn't. I so. find it intriguing when people
0: get really angry and, oh my goodness, so Zoom's mad. not
2: working. What, did they do that
0: on purpose? Did, did yeah, they right. actually <laughs> do that on purpose? Do you reckon they're not sitting there freaking
2: out themselves going, oh my goodness, right. we've got an outage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It's not, it's not like your ventilator stopped working. You know? So, you know that could be you could be mad about that. Like you know the thing that's keeping your you know if you're in the hospital and your equipment breaks down, I get it. But this is Zoom, like nobody's going to die because Zoom is out for a few hours. So I just think I particularly with, with all the crap we've been through in 2020, like I feel like we should respond to these things with a little bit more, you know, be more realistic in our responses because now we kind of know what an emergency is, right? We've had a global pandemic. Oh, people have am sure. think you're giving we're, a lot of credit to people. It, <laughs> I mean, but it's like depending we, you know, who you
1: ask. <laughs> we
2: have political turmoil. We have a global pandemic. We have an environmental crisis. I mean, there's so much that to, to keep this in perspective. That's all. It just irritated me today. It, I mean, I'm sure
1: the Zoom offices look like this. <laughs>
2: I was wondering why we were watching
0: SpongeBob there. Yes. I was like, I don't <laughs> get it. Exactly. Everyone would have been having a heart attack. I'm glad no, I, that it's sorted out, though.
1: I, I mean, even just from a technical standpoint, to be able to have 300 video chats all going at the same time at once is pretty mm-hmm. ridiculously it's impressive.
2: Yeah, it absolutely.
1: Even if I'm not absolutely. the biggest fan of Zoom from a you know video quality, sound quality standpoint, it's still impressive what they've accomplished and mm-hmm. uh, and and I was showing the stock you know early a little like over here, and it's it is it is crazy impressive. Um, that is
2: very impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: I wish I'd had Zoom stock, you know, and back in January.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's impressive that even a year, like year to date, it was at sixty eight dollars in January, which is pretty high for a relatively. I never heard of this service before. For most really? people, well, I know I have, but I'm saying for the majority oh. of America, like, yeah, fair the enough. World, yeah, I've never heard yeah. of it. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. all the have corporates have 60s, that had no $80? idea what it was, and yeah. in I January were them. like, what?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah, good on them. Yeah, I mean, Facebook has meltdowns. They all they all have yeah, meltdowns. Everyone,
2: I have a meltdown on a daily basis. So <laughs> I mean, let's, let's let them have a meltdown every once in a while. And- <laughs> oh, <laughs> love it. Jen, love, love it,
1: it too. Love, love it, love it, love it. So Sam, you're uh, who's getting your lunch money this week?
0: My lunch money this week is going to Headliner app. For anyone that's oh, got yeah. a podcast, I, I just love Headliner app. Our team punches these out for our clients, like 20 of them a day, and it's so cheap. And we get to create these really, you know, what Headliner does is create audiograms. And for people that don't know what audiograms are, they're little tiny, short, you know, 15, 20-second videos that have got an audio clip that, you know, there's a little bit of uh, like a sound wave or, you know, something moving on the screen. I think this is a fantastic app. And if you have a podcast and you're not using Headliner, definitely, definitely, I suggest getting on Headliner. Well, we
2: have a podcast and we are not using Headliner. Well, Well, actually, no, 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 we we are, are. Jen, Jennifer Crawford. Where?
0: Where?
2: I
1: have to get. uh, Am uh, I not part of my own
0: podcast? I have not seen it. It, It is brand new behind the scenes. You will see it this week. Okay. I'm always the last to know. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. It- we didn't mean to exclude you. However, the team is, the is so club. efficient, they're just
2: doing it. And they I was, getting, told I you was it. getting
1: text messages that was midnight Australian times. <laughs> just, uh, just throwing it out there, Jen. Well
2: we need to yeah. upgrade. we also need to update our Facebook Live banner photo. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Think-
1: so today I took a picture because I was in my car and I was listening to a podcast and I looked down and I noticed how absolutely tiny our logo is like you can't even like uh, you're not gonna be able to see it it's it's, it's, yeah but you it's so small you can't read it the word on the logo or, or so I we're gonna our take
0: work. a bit of our own medicine right. we need to look at our content and up the game <laughs> the yes. Game, we gotta, we gotta have content game. game
1: yes yes <laughs> we do what? we got it was better than figured.
0: perfect at the time but we exactly, exactly. but we've a, got good. some some cool stuff happening behind the scenes. I we do it.
1: Leon kept texting me all these pictures and I'm like, well the text isn't big enough so it's, you could like it's got to be bigger. Got to be bigger. Got to be bigger. But yeah, now I Headliner's great. Actually, um friends with the creator of Headliner, uh, Oliver. So shout out to him. Great uh guy. good work,
0: Oliver. We love your work.
1: Yeah, keep up the great work, man. Keep making it happen. And yeah, I guess that pretty much does it for this week's business geeks pod. I was about to say live cuz this is live but the
0: <laughs> oh Joe, you need to go to bed i have I a feeling you're yeah. very tired and need some sleep
1: i do i do i do you got some psychic powers over there yeah, um <laughs> 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 the
2: sleep magic on you
1: <laughs> oh i can't wait i can't wait all right mm. uh well too i got two kids to get to <laughs> get to bed too you know get them off the bed as well so at some point Uh, we'll we'll get to bed All right. well well,
2: just pick up a little bit of energy close it out here Joe absolutely
1: in the meantime if you've enjoyed this episode of the Business Geeks podcast then please share it with the Business Geek in your life send us your questions and suggestions to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com catch us next Monday 5pm Eastern Daylight Time and Tuesday 7am Australian Eastern is it Daylight Time there? I think it's Mm -hmm. no
0: No, no, it's not. It's not not daylight time.
1: (laughs) Standard time. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next, next Monday.